When you finally talk yourself into pushing past the resistance that your brain is naturally going to give you for long enough that you're able to create consistency, this becomes your new base level habit. So you no longer need to rely on anything like motivation or any other force outside of you. Hello, my loves, and welcome to the Purposeful Lifestyle Development Podcast, where we discuss all things thought work and manifestation, but we use neuroscience and the study of the brain to do so. I'm your host, Tessa Spizak. I'm a board-certified practitioner, master life and health coach, and seasoned executive speaker. If you're ready to create your highest value lifestyle and turn your dream life into a reality, you're in the right place. Let's get right into today's episode. Hey, hey guys, and welcome in to the Purposeful Lifestyle Development Podcast. As always, I am so grateful to be spending a part of your day with you today, and I have a really good conversation for us lined up that is just the reminder that we all need from time to time. The idea came to me this morning as I was moving through the steps of my morning routine, and as some of you may know, something that I find really important for myself is paying attention to the capstones of my day meaning my morning routine and the shutdown evening routine. Basically, I accredit these parts of my day with keeping me the person who I am and who I want to be for the remainder of that day. And something that I've been really focused on lately, like for the last few months here, is really intentionally leaving space for myself and for my head and for my thoughts to flow in naturally without distraction and without a superficial immediate dopamine hit. Think like checking your email, clearing out your notifications, that early morning scrolling session, right? I really try to avoid that first thing in the morning. Instead, I've been really, really mindful at nighttime in terms of being ready for the morning and making sure that I'm not in a place that something would need my direct attention first thing in the morning so that I'm able to stay off my phone. I talk about it a lot. I get my movement in, my workout in. I get some journaling in, definitely doing that in the sun if I'm so lucky, depending on the weather. I have a really nourishing breakfast, which sometimes for me is really a bit of a struggle. And I don't know what's going on lately, but my appetite is absolutely just escaping me in the morning. And then I forget and crash later. So making sure I'm intentional about that and getting my nutrients in and then moving on with the rest of my day as I planned it. Similarly for my night routine, it's very important for me to be able to symbolically wash off the day. I like to be by myself for a minute, really look back on the day, and I have a certain routine around all of that, but if you're curious, we'll talk about that on another episode. But in any case, I've mentioned before that for me having mindful and productive capstone times of my day is so important. And for me, it's just really critical to be the person that, again, I feel like I'm meant to be. And I really appreciate the ability to just start in the right headspace for everything that I need to do in my day to day. And my capstone moments aren't specifically cultivated to my needs. And of course, everyone's would look different. Like if you are a mom with young kids or someone who's up for work before the sun even comes up, obviously this is definitely going to look different for you. But just that being said, I know how my brain works and starting off the day in this way and creating that space for myself in the morning is really what sets me up for success. 
And I was talking to a friend recently who's on their own journey and they're really working towards recreating their day in a way that benefits them in the same way, that really elevates them to that higher status of themselves meaning you know, they're more in control of the day, they feel more powerful in their decisions, they're more clear-headed, all of these things. And I think a lot of us, whether we're working from home, business owners, all of that, everyone in between, a lot of people can really relate to that. But in any case, we were talking about what they wanted to build and they were asking about my routines. Obviously, they're very valuable to me. It's something that I do talk about. They're asking how I stay consistent asking for some advice on how I do that. And honestly, at first, I felt like my answer was just much too simple. I was almost hesitating a little bit that it felt a bit too blunt or direct. But honestly, it was the best answer that I could give. And for anything that you are trying to create as a habit or anything that you're trying to build into your life as a more permanent and more important feature is two-part. My advice is two-part here. First, literally just do it. Like Nike, just do it. Do it tired. Do it even when you can't do it to the best of your ability. Just do it anyway. Do it when you can only do it 1%. Do it anyway. Just do it anyway. And second part, how do you manage that? For me, it's really having a very clear either-or understanding about the topic. Now, what I mean by that is... I'm very clear on what happens if I do it and also if I don't, what that looks like for me. If I do it, say again, just for the sake of this example, things like my capstones, my morning routine, my evening routine, I know how good it can be. I know this sets me up to achieve the best version of me. I know how much better I'll feel that it leads me in the direction towards my longer term goals. I know it's the habits that I want for me. And I 1000% believe within my soul, within my heart of hearts, that while we all deserve to say this, I also believe that I deserve to give myself anything that I want in terms of things like that, that I am never going to be the one that stands in my own way. I really vow this to myself. So for the example, like we were talking about early, earlier, movement in the morning is really important to me. And my reason for that are things that I really care about. When I move in the morning, I get that blood flow. I get my endorphins going. It helps me stay focused. It helps me feel more energized to do the things that I actually want to do. And when I do those things, that makes me happy. And when I'm happy, I have a better life, right? I feel good. And that also when I'm doing these things, it makes me stronger. It makes me healthier. It makes me feel like I'm confident that my legs will be able to walk me further in my future, right? That I will be more flexible as I need to be, that I can lift things in my life and do that functional movement. For all of these reasons, something as little as moving in the morning, it gives all of that to me and that's very clear to me. So even if I slept poorly, even if I don't feel so well, I don't just not do it. I will adjust to my needs, absolutely, because this is all for me, but I still do it anyway. Maybe it's nothing more than just stretching my body, maybe rolling my hips and shoulders for a bit, but I'm going to move. It's not worth it to me to not live in my best day when I know that that's the outcome. So I really honor that promise to me that I know I'm going to feel really thrown off if I don't. My energy is going to be strange. It just doesn't work for me. 
But also, I think it's really important to note here that just like anything you see someone doing, especially if they're doing it really well, maybe they're an expert in their craft or they have the business that you aspire to have or simply they have that life routine that you want, something like a morning routine, right? You don't just figure out how to do that overnight. You can't just figure out exactly what's going to work for you instantaneously. That's why I could never be able to, and no other coach would be able to just write out what would be the perfect day for you because it's going to be different for everybody. And that takes work on your part to see what suits you best and adjust it as you need. But it takes time, effort, flexibility, trust in yourself, growth through limiting beliefs, all of these things. But these are things that are absolutely worth your time and your effort. A quote that I really love by Colin Powell, it says, if you are going to achieve excellence in big things, you develop the habit in little matters. Excellence is not an exception. It's the prevailing attitude. Ooh, isn't that good? And it is so absolutely true. I'm telling you, you would be amazed at what you could accomplish if you started to separate yourself from the limiting beliefs that you hold on to, from the conditioning and programming that has caused you to question yourself, from the fears that we have about it being too hard or not being perfect, or even the fears that come along with questioning what happens if I succeed. What happens if this really does become your reality? But allowing yourself to grow through the accumulated intentional action with consistent steps and when it feels hard or when it feels like you have a million reasons not to do the thing that you set out for yourself, do it anyway. Just do it anyway. And here's one way I really like to look at this. Simply, whenever your brain starts to give you the excuses, whatever those excuses may be, I just want you to start to adjust your response to that. So instead of giving in and listening to it, um, let's use my favorite example here. We're going to stick to this idea about morning routines. Say you set out to get up earlier, but as soon as your alarm clock goes off, before you've even opened your eyeballs, your brain starts to tell you, oh no, today's not going to work. I'm way too tired. I'm not going to be able to achieve this goal but you don't even know if this is true yet because you haven't even opened your eyes to try. What I want you to start doing is instead of giving in and listening to that excuse, instead of agreeing and saying, okay, yeah, I won't be accountable to myself in this goal because my brain said that I was too tired, right? And I'm just gonna trust that. I just want you to start reframing how you would respond to that. So whatever excuse your brain spits out Instead of believing it, just note that you recognize the resistance for what it is. It's just resistance. It's just a steep hill along your journey that may need a bit more effort to get through, but just for a little while. I don't want you to look at this actually as a blockage in your journey. You just need to get past this point of resistance and any pain or discomfort that it causes will go away. I want you to start seeing this like a muscle that you need to stretch. When you feel resistance in a tight shoulder, what do you do? You stretch it, you roll it, you move it until it lets go, you figure it out. You don't just say, oh, my shoulder's tight. 
so I'm not going to move today and I'm not going to drive and I'm just not going to be comfortable. You don't do that. That doesn't make sense. You stretch and you push through anyway. So start looking at these things when there's something that you really want to do that you really want to add to your life, even when your brain is giving you a bajillion different excuses, recognize it simply as your brain trying to protect you and say, okay, because as we know, and something that I teach on all the time is that the more we fight against and move against the resistance that our brain gives us, the more familiar we get with the new activity the more familiar we get with that new thing that we're doing or believing that new habit. You're literally in the process, as I always talk about, of creating that new neural pathway in the brain. Resistance is very normal because your brain is resistant to change. It doesn't like the unknown. So recognizing that this is just a normal survival instinct of your brain trying to keep you safe, but also simultaneously knowing that safe and in your current comfort zone is not where you want or need to be. So recognize the resistance for what it is. It's your brain trying to keep you safe, trying to keep you in that comfort zone, but choose to work against it. Instead, what we're going to do is commit, have a constant dedication, even when it's hard, to create that new pathway, that new habit, or that new default behavior. And I can't say all of that without a very important reminder, my loves, but just remember that motivation is fleeting. There's plenty of things that you can do to improve your motivation towards something, and we talk about some of those hacks, but the fact of the matter is that even with the greatest, like the greatest people of their respective category, even they don't rely on motivation. They rely on consistency. I actually was going to pull a Michael Jordan quote for this because I know he's famous for saying so many good things about consistency, but that's literally all he ever talks about is the importance of consistency. And I did a whole podcast on talking about the difference between motivation and determination. Give that one a listen. I've had a lot of people say that that was a really, really good refresher. So if you need to go back to that one, it's along that same line, but motivation comes and goes. And that's not what we need to rely on at the end of the day. Consistency is a habit that we cultivate and we grow over time. We can depend on it even when we're not feeling motivated. And the reason is really simple consistency is what leads to that momentum, the consistency of our action, because action begets momentum. And the more you consistently do something, the easier it becomes, even on a neurological level. And the more that new neural pathway takes over, the more momentum you build up. Eventually, what you are struggling to make become that habit, it becomes the habit that is too hard to break. And that's why consistency is so important. It's the key to making changes that last. And I really believe that the reason that so many people fail at going after the things that they genuinely want before they get an actual start is rooted in this fear of needing to know everything or needing to be perfect before the get-go. Starting is the hardest part and where so many people get caught up. So instead of getting way caught up before we even begin, let's go ahead and take a page from James Clear Notebook and shift our focus to continuous improvement. 
Continuous improvement is the dedication to making those small changes and improvements every single day. It's consistency. And that consistency gives us the expectation that these small improvements will add up to something significant. And I think there's two really good practices to keep in mind as you are building towards consistency. You are building towards creating this habit of something that you want in your life. Now, you can absolutely do this practice by yourself. However, I do need to mention that it does help to do this with another person, especially someone like a coach or a mentor so that you can get that bird's eye view. But regardless, this is a really, really good tool. And if you coach with me, you know this. It's something that I also touched on just a few episodes back. But one thing that has always been a really big and helpful staple of my accountability check-ins with my folks that I work with is when we are evaluating the last week or the last time period, some of the things that we ask is, first and foremost, what worked well? What were the easiest things for you to accomplish? What brought you closer to that feeling of flow state? What made you proud of yourself in making that choice? Let's ask these types of questions. Then we'll spend a little time making sure that absolutely we are celebrating each win, calling it out, giving it the praise it deserves, of course. But part of that point of the celebration is to figure out how and why it was easy, feeling aligned, it was a lovely thing, etc., etc., so that we're able to recreate that ease for you in other areas of your life where maybe we don't have such a flow, easy state yet. We bring the good points of what worked to some of the things that maybe we're still figuring out. Then additionally, this is our second part, we have to take a non-judgmental look, and seriously, non-judgmental being the key here, but we look at some of the parts that didn't work. Maybe there was a plan set in place that on paper seemed to be really perfect, but living it out in your actual real life, it just doesn't seem like the answer. Well, cool, that's totally fine. This is not the time to count that as a failure, but instead, we're going to use it as a lesson, essentially saying that, hey, we have proof that at this time, trying this way does not work. Cool. I mean, that's one thing that you just realized you never have to try again. We don't have to waste our time on it. We can still consider this a win. It gets us one step closer to the thing that's actually going to make you feel amazing. And I love this because it really does give you support in all directions. Everything that we're doing is small tweaks that make your lifestyle more enjoyable for you and more aligned with the things that you want. But the only way that this overview really works is if you consistently try. A consistent dedication to your ideal reality, to your pipe dreams, to your wildest expectations. The trust and insight that you build from being your own biggest supporter. That's the key difference between wanting it and actually doing it. And of course, for anyone who wants or needs the support, you can find my options at www.purposefullifestyledevelopment.com. You can follow me on socials for a smile across your feed. I'm either at Coach Tessa or Coach Tessa PLD. And if you need something that you can't find on the website, you can't find access to, you can absolutely reach out to me directly. My email is info at purposefullifestyledevelopment.com. That goes directly to me. 
I am here for you, and I hope you have a wonderful week. But all right, my loves, that's where I'll leave us today. I want to thank you so much for joining in on this conversation with me. And each week, every Monday, we're going to be posting a new episode going a little bit deeper into the conversation of what you can do to train your brain on purpose to really allow for the lifestyle that you want to live. Until next time, my loves, in the meantime, here's to your health and your happiness. Mm -hmm.